of all Champions League goalkeepers I've seen, and Carrius included, what about the fellow in the goal for Villarreal? Carrius included is the worst thing any Liverpool <laughs> fan can say. That's the harshest. Well, Carrius was hopeless, wasn't he? OTB AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Phil Egan is with us. Phil, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you doing? Uh, if Villa help us out on Sunday, Ger will be held aloft on Monday morning as Klopp's secret weapon, says Paul McGee. Paul was obviously uh, listening to the show, as was Jurgen Klopp last week, when we were saying, rest your team. The only thing that matters now is the Champions League. And he rested his team like a gunslinger, and they did their jobs last night, and Klopp is a genius. Yeah, I think he, I think he had to rest so many players because of extra time. I know we would have talked about the FA Cup final on Friday on the kickoff, and I remember saying to yourself and David Connolly that I could, I wouldn't be surprised if it went to extra time. And I also said it was the last thing Liverpool needed, and that's exactly what happened. And it was the last thing they needed. You think of Van Dijk didn't even play extra time. Uh, Andy Robertson cramped up. Obviously, Salah was gone in the first half. But it just meant that certain players were taken out of selection for, for last night. Now, he had a few reserves, but he didn't need to bring on Diaz to, to try and win the game. I kinda, the way it panned out last night is kind of how I expected, where it was going to be one of those games where Liverpool would just get the win, but it wouldn't be plain sailing. And It was like the last five minutes where Southampton had a bit of a go, but I thought Canate was, was immense. He was the only outfield player that... Um, featured in the FA Cup final. Well, then again, he only played extra time the other the other day as well. Um, I'm sorry, he played the full game the other day. It was it was Matip that came on in extra time. So Allison and Kanate, but Kanate has been sensational for Liverpool this season. You think back to last January when they had to sign any centre halves and they bring in Kabak and Ben Davis and everyone was like, what are they doing? But they were holding out for for Kanate and patience. Like I think. Liverpool fans, sometimes some Liverpool fans can get a bit... Careful now, you're frustrated by a, a lack of signings. Day. Yeah, go on. A lack of signings where... Liverpool fans are what? What? You, Impatient? You, you, know, what? You, you think like there's a player that they need, why not go and get it? But Klopp and his recruitment process is very much... They have their eye on a player and you've got to wait for the right time. And Kanata is your, your prime example of that, is what I mean, really. That's a trophy in itself winning the transfer market of course and Liverpool still reeling from losing a couple of trophies last season in that regard Manchester City of course have already won this year's transfer window so could have been a quintuple if they just got their act together Yeah but see even that right Erling Haaland straight away I see people thinking Liverpool need to make a statement signing like they don't like Liverpool have finished this season stronger than Manchester City okay the City have signed Erling Haaland Liverpool will Probably, I, I would think if there was one position they need to sign another player, it's midfield. I think uh, they're a little bit light in midfield. We've, we've seen how reluctant they are to break their wage bill from Mo Salah. Yeah. Should they have made more of a pitch for Mbappe, given how powerful they are at the moment? Like, is there is there no world in which Kylian Mbappe could somehow have been given the transfer fee up front and, like, your weekly wage is the same Signing as... Signing on fee is actually... Yeah. Or, well... Like six years' wages, I'm going to give you 80 million in one go. Well, paid over the usual installment plan. Doesn't feel very Liverpool. That is there no way that, that they could have made that work? I mean, I think you have to trust what Jurgen Klopp wants to do, and you know he could think if you bring in Mbappe, an amazing player, but 
if everyone knows that he's on double or treble the money, does that cause a, a disharmony in the in the changing room? Now, people would say if Mbappe's banging in 30 goals a season, it wouldn't make a difference. But I think you have to just trust what Jurgen Klopp is, is doing. And the fact that he... Klopp, I always felt Klopp was the most important contract, that if Mo Salah doesn't sign the new contract, then you got to trust Jurgen Klopp to get it right, whether he says, right, let Salah leave in a free next summer or replace him this summer. You have to trust what Jurgen Klopp is going to do because he's proven over the last few years that he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a pretty good manager. Peter Ram in the comments, is Matip up there as one of the best free signings in the last 15 years? He certainly is, and I think he was almost written off because of his injury profile. And that's been key to Liverpool's success this season is the fact that he's been available for most of the season. Where you think last season he, um, you know, he was one of the last of the senior fit centre halves to, to get injured, and then that was pretty much it. Liverpool finished the season with, with Phillips and Williams as their, their centre halves, but. Now Klopp is a dilemma. Who does he pick for the Champions League final beside Van Dijk? Is it Matip or Kanate? But Liverpool fans are in a position where it doesn't matter. They don't. Like they'd be thinking, okay, that's an interesting choice, but there won't there won't be an outrage if Kanate is picked. There won't be an outrage if Matip is 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 picked in the in the Champions League final. So that kind of says where the, where they're at strength wise at, at centre half. In the ad break, we had uh, a clip from Kenny Cunningham ages ago talking about. Steven Gerrard wearing the Liverpool jersey under his suit like Clark Kent and so obviously the you know it's how Hollywood would it be for him to do something at the weekend for his team for Philip Coutinho to do something at the weekend Stephen asks can Steven Gerrard finally win a Premier League for Liverpool roll on Sunday the thing like a comment on the fact that like that's um, that clip was done ages ago I've heard that roll in so many ads and it's uh, quite prophetic obviously it doesn't feel so now but if you went back a couple of months it was the Tottenham game um, that that could have been the one that could have derailed Liverpool, and then similarly for for uh, Manchester City, then you were potentially looking at West Ham last weekend more than uh, Aston Villa, and I know that that was half the job done, but um, may, maybe Aston Villa was always going to be the fixture that Liverpool fans would have been most excited about from Manchester City's perspective. But the narrative is, has lined up absolutely beautifully. That's it. It really has. I, I was watching the game last night, and when Nathan Redmond scored, I just thought, Are Southampton going to deprive us of? The, the days build a few days of build up of can Steven Gerrard get a result for Aston Villa I mean at the Etihad uh, like we, we were talking about this outside in the office Phil like can Liverpool not offer the city of Liverpool not offer the city of Birmingham some inducement something <laughs> what the Kylian Mbappe money that they've saved can just go to building a new community centre in Birmingham or yeah, something yeah I mean, community centre is pretty boring like we want something <laughs> a hotel we want something completely Radisson. like a statue of the devil or something something that you're not going to spend your own money on right? well look I personally I think Phila Kenny Cunningham what was the, what was the statue in Ennis Diamond whatever that one was I, I don't think Phila if, if people think Phila are going to roll over I don't think that's the case I think Gerard obviously is looking to hit the ground running next season in his first full season in charge so there's going to be players there playing for their, their futures. and We know Villa are going to have money in the summer. They've already secured the services of Coutinho. So Gerard can be telling his squad, was like, you know, this is just a sign of what's to come. Do you want to be part of this? Here's a chance to show me that you're good enough to go to the home of the, the current champions, the team that could be the Premier League champions by the end of play. Show me what you got. And 
it's up to the villa to see can they do it. The thing is, and with a lot of these, like here's a million quid each. I've just, <laughs> I've just googled the statue and a Simon. I've never seen this before. Oh no! <laughs> All right, what, what is it? A statue of again? A headline on our central sinister statue of mythical Irish creature put on hold in County Clare. It's uh, a puka of Ennis Simon's oh, yeah. sculpture, which was uh, put on hold as a result of the, backlash. The, the mob and Ennis Simon were not having that. Holy they, God, they banned it from their town. This is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, which Villa player will be in statue form outside Anfield if they um, can do Liverpool a favour? Stevie G. Well, I think he's getting a statue anyway, probably yeah. at some stage. Um, but well, this would cement things. Uh, you know. I mean, how much does he celebrate victory? If if say he pulls it off, like, and what is what's the team talk? Look, this is going to be really good for me. This is a good. I'm, I mean, I might get it. I might get my dream move if you win this game for me today, lads. You know, a, a little bit down the line. Yeah, I think I can see Jared's press conference. Well, obviously he's got one today because they play. Burnley tomorrow and, and that's a factor as well and Klopp has talked about it the fact that Villa have to play Burnley tomorrow now it is oh now he cares it, it, it's a home game it's, it's Villa's last home game of the season so and obviously it's a, it's a pivotal game in terms of the relegation scrap as well so I can see Gerard being asked about it and he say look we've got a job to do against Burnley maybe in his press conference later in the week when it's about the City game again he, he was quite quick to nip it in the bud when they were playing Liverpool last week where he just said, you know, you want the headline that Gerard ruins Liverpool's title challenge, but, you know, I'm here to do a job for Villa and, and that's, that's to try and win football games. So I don't think Gerard is going to, he's going to, he's not going to play up for this, but. The other thing is, Klopp's not going anywhere anytime soon, so this isn't really going to have any bearing on whether or not he ends up being good enough. Like, there's no, there's no signs yet that he's an international quality top five manager in the world. That's, and that's the level that Liverpool are going to need to replace Klopp eventually, so. Yeah. In terms of Klopp and Liverpool as well, even if they don't win the league, I think what they've done in the second half of the season, obviously winning the, the trophies and you know they could win the Champions League as well, but they've also shown to City that you know they're not going away. Uh, obviously, last season wasn't a good season for Liverpool, but they still recovered somewhat to finish third with a host of injuries. And, and, and created depth. Yeah, and you think at the start of the season, not many people were tipping Liverpool to win the league. I think everyone, like, I always think at the start of the season, you're always going to go with City, with Guardiola there. A lot of people fancy Chelsea because Lukaku would come in and he was the, the missing piece and they were coming into the season as the, the Champions League winners. But Liverpool have shown that last season was, was a blip and now they're, like, City must be just thinking, what have we got to do to shake these people off? Like, because... You know they, um, you know they were 14 points clear at one stage. I know Liverpool had a game in hand, and Liverpool have just. Kept well, they scored a penalty at the weekend. That would have been. Uh, it would, this would all largely be moot. Yeah. Uh, Man City were away to Brighton on the last day of the 2018-2019 season when it was this close. They ended up on 98 points. Liverpool ended up on 97 points. Liverpool won two 0 that day, and um, to create a little bit of excitement, Man City went to goal down. Yeah, Glenn Murray scored. I remember we were doing the. We were doing that game and um, for 30, I think about 30 or 40 seconds, the, the dream was on. Liverpool were, they were ahead in the as things stand table. And Klopp actually talked about it where he didn't know the score, but he heard this cheer and he said, I think there's been a goal at Brighton. But then he said, obviously, that, that went pretty quickly. Yeah. City All come back, win. Like Handy enough. A few hours rumors. later, Chris Hewton is sacked. 
Yeah, I was fully sure that's what was going to happen last weekend against West Ham, that West Ham or that Manchester City were going to win the game 3-4-1 once they went 1-0 down and that's not what happened at all. So um, from a neutral perspective, hopefully that's... that's yeah, look, I, I think Villa will actually get chances. I, I, like... I'm thinking back to certain, like okay, the, the Bernardo think, Silva scored one of the goals of all time uh, in that game. Am I, yeah. am I thinking about the right game? Mara scored as well in that one. Obviously, Aguero was. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the the Villa City game. Was that? Was oh, that Christmas uh, earlier this season. Yeah, yeah on the the counter attack was brilliant. The yeah, volley, yeah, yeah. And look, the 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 grim reading for Liverpool fans is Villa have played City six times in the Premier League since they've come back and. Uh, or they've they've lost they've lost every game. They, that that was two one earlier in the season. Jared was was in charge. But the uh, the thing about it is that watching the Newcastle game and even the Watford game at the Etihad, City scored early, but both teams, Watford and Newcastle, had chances. Now the problem is when you get a chance against City, you know that you're not going to get many. So there's pressure on whoever the the ball falls to, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to put it away but Villa will cause one or two moments I'd imagine for for City given that Ollie Watkins tends to occupy a couple of defenders because he just never stops running so he'll definitely fancy his chances if Villa can create a couple of passes and, and create that chance to get a ball in behind but um, yeah it's still it's very hard to see City not winning that game yeah, OK. We have a couple of minutes left to talk about what happened in the playoffs last night. Um, obviously, Nottingham Forest are through to the playoff final. Yep. Fairly horrific scenes afterwards with the pitch invasion, which, you know, oh, pitch invasion is great. And then it's like, oh, that's yep. actually awful. Yeah, and we saw, like, Forrest said it before the game, because we saw on, on um, Monday night with the Huddersfield-Luton game, Huddersfield win, and there's a pitch invasion. Actually, the bizarre thing at the end of that game was before the fu- full-time whistle went, the assistant referee must know that the whistle's about to go and just ran across the pitch before the, just before the whistle blows because he knew the pitch invasion was coming. So Forrest, all in the build-up to last night's game, do not invade the pitch, please. Forrest went on penalties, pitch invasion, and, you know, there's always that danger something will happen, and unfortunately it happened last night. Billy Sharp gets blindsided with a headbutt. Now, that guy has been arrested, and I can only imagine he's going to get the book thrown at him, but just awful and it just shows that if there's that many people on a pitch the players the officials management coaching staff they're so vulnerable with that many people on the pitch where like I mean what kind of idiot does that Forest are on the brink of returning to the Premier League for the first time since 1999 this should be a euphoric moment and one of your first instincts is to go for Billy Sharp he used to play for Forest by the way and it, there was no, there was nothing that he said to, to suggest that he didn't enjoy his time at Forest. You know, he scored goals for Forest. He's a very well respected striker who's done the business in the Championship for years. Obviously, had some success in the Premier League, and he gets cleaned out of it like that. It was just, it was just awful. So, I'd imagine there's going to be a severe punishment handed down. In terms of the the playoffs, I absolutely love them. I mean, you're watching Southampton Liverpool, you know. The Premier League title is on the line, but then you turn over to the Championship, and there's just that desperation. Like Gary Weaver, by the way, the commentator, Gary Weaver, and in the playoffs, just it's magic, and just the drama that it, it creates. And you kind of thought um, 
somebody put up a stat before the penalties and I, I retweeted it and people laughed at me after because it turned out to be completely the opposite but Samba had not got a good record on penalties whereas Fotherington had a much better record on penalties and then Samba's the hero he saved three out of five did he? yeah his water bottles doing the rounds on, on social media why what was the story with it? all the, the Sheffield United penalty takers what they do all oh, right, and actually the way the picture is taken I don't know if you saw Conor Howard's penalty it's not great he hits it down the middle Samba just stays there and just slaps it away but it looks like see the, the angle of the, the water bottle in the picture it looks like beside Howard it has S-T-A so does that mean stand or stay as in just stand there stay there he's going to go down the middle now, I'd like to see all of it, but I always, it, it's funny how the more penalties you take, obviously, the more stats there is on your penalties. Mm-hmm. So it would actually suggest it's an advantage. The sample sta- space is bigger. If you're a one-off penalty taker and nobody knows what you're going to do, mm-hmm. whereas if you take a rake of penalties, they can do their, their stats on you and they say, right, he's hit 10 penalties, six have gone to the right, three have gone to the left, and he put one down the middle. Statement from Billy Sharp just in in the last 15 minutes. One mindless idiot ruined what was an unbelievable night of football. Congratulations to Nottingham Forest on their victory and good luck in the final. As an ex-Forest player, as an ex-Forest player, I will not let one scumbag ruin my respect for the Forest fans. Incredibly proud to be captain of this group of Sheffield United fans. They gave their all and can hold their heads up high. We will be back and go again. Thanks for all your messages and support after the incident. And then there's a picture of the team in the huddle afterwards as well. Um... Yeah, as I said, like he's he's a class act, Billy Sharp. He wasn't involved last night. He's been injured. He's obviously one of the senior players in the squad, so he was in the dugout in the technical area, kind of just looking out onto the pitch, and then he gets, as I said, blindsided with it. And that's it's so it's so cowardly to do that as well. But um, it, it could have been a lot worse. What do you think should be the punishment for the club? I think the club are going to get fined, um, and then that guy. I mean, he's up. Like he got arrested on suspicion of assault and then I would imagine he's never going to set foot in the city ground again but should he be banned from all grounds can yes. they do that yeah I mean I he, like I also think that like the club you know they need to pay more for stewarding on the night to make sure that there is no pitch invasion yeah. and they need to be punished for this so uh, so that the fans police the next time and go that was such a serious thing like I think they shouldn't be allowed to have away fans for a large portion of next season. Yeah, well, look, I, I'd say, I'd say the fact that Forest were pointing out to fans before the game, don't invade the pitch. You know, you, it, it draws attention to it. But I, there would have been a pitch invasion if they didn't say it anyway. But they just hoped that their message would be heard. But um, yeah, like you see, you've seen iconic pitch invasions before, but. I don't know. I, I think things have changed in the last few years. I think social media has changed things where people think it'll be a bit of crack to rough up an opposition player or something. Let's get it on. But this guy has gone way too far. Yeah. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 